Faith presses on. If you had the chance to go to the football game yesterday, you witnessed a little bit of faith in action. The first half was pretty terrible. We had no offense, and we were down 7-13, to 13, and just before the half, we made a move down the field, and then uh, our kicker hit a 57-yard field goal as time expired, which is pretty cool to witness. And the team came back in the second half and just remembered who they were, stayed faithful to the game plan, and ended up screaming ahead and winning by 18 points. If only life were like that kind of time span that we could see it all. But you and I, oftentimes, we're still in that first half where things are not going our way and we're trying to just keep going. In our first reading from the prophet Habakkuk, he expresses this, this difficulty, this frustration. I cry for help, but you do not listen. He's crying out to God, saying, God, why is it so hard? I cry out to you violence, but you do not intervene. Don't, don't you see me suffering? Why aren't you, why aren't you coming to help me? Why do you let me see ruin? Why must I look at misery? Then the Lord answered me and said, Write down the vision clearly upon the tablets, for the vision still has its time, presses on to fulfillment, and will not disappoint. If it delays, wait for it. It is so hard to persevere when things look difficult. But that's what we do. On, this, on the sidelines, there were 19 players who are currently injured on our team. And, which is part of the reason why they were so excited to win. Um, <laughs> but I was talking to one guy, this freshman uh, lineman, and I was, the last time I saw him, he was playing. I was like, you're injured? What happened? He said, well, I'm, I'm done for the season. And I was like, man, that's hard. He says, you know, it's going to be okay. In that small statement, he expressed a lot. That, that this is not happening how I want it to be, but that somehow I know that in the end, it's going to be okay. That, that's faith. Faith is, there is a good God, and somehow what's happening is for the best. Faith is, there is a good God, and somehow what is happening is for the best. Do you feel that? Sometimes people say faith is you just have to believe and you can't see. Eh, I, no, we can see some things. And we know a lot of things. We know that God is good. We know that he's with us. We know that he wants good things for us. What we don't know is how this is all going to play out. Does that make sense? So we don't, we don't know the immediate stuff, but we know in the end, he wants what's good for us. I was talking to a student this week who is taking his math class for the second time and did very poorly on the first test. And he's like, yeah, it's kind of discouraging. I was like, yeah, that, that stinks, you know? And he said, you know, I, I guess I just realized um, I'm just going to go talk to the teacher 
and I've been talking to my classmates about getting together, but you know, Father, even if I don't pass this class again, somehow I know that it's gonna be okay. Isn't that hard to say, right? Isn't that hard to believe? When everything, it's like nothing's showing that it's gonna work out, but somehow I know that that God has a plan. That's what he said specifically. He's like, I, just, I know that God has a plan, and if this doesn't work out, it's, he's got a better plan, and that's okay. And so here's this college student witnessing to me. And he's willing to do his part, just like that football player on the side. is like, I'm just going to keep going to physical therapy. I'm just going to keep doing my rehab, my exercises, and know that I'm going to get there. What are you and I invited to do in the face of great difficulty when it's hard? is to keep the course and know that we're going to get there. There's a line that when the Habakkuk says, the rash one has no integrity. What does that mean? It means rash is like quick action. And so when things get difficult, the rash one just pulls eject and just does something different, lies and just turns. But the one with integrity says, I'm going to stay true to who I am. I'm going to keep going, and I know that in the end, it'll work out. That's what happens. What about in matters of, of faith? When our faith isn't going the way we want, or we're in, hitting difficulty. I was talking to a young man this week, and he's like, Father, I, uh, I've been dating this girl for a while, and her, with the relationship... I, you know, we really like each other. It's pretty good. But the problem is I'm Catholic. She's not. And that's not always a problem. But in this case, her whole family is like against my faith. I was like, really? He said, yeah, like the dad caught me at my car one time and gave me this big lecture. I was like, all dads do that. No, but like, <laughs> but he's like this, this, there's just this hostility. And I feel like I'm having to choose this girl or my faith. And father, I was like, what do you want to do? And he's like, I know what I need to do. I said, that's a powerful prayer. God, give me the grace to do what I need to, but totally don't want to. I said, what do you want to do? He's like, I think we've got we to gotta break it off. Um, I think when we know in our gut, like this young man, that this isn't working, and we step out in courage and faith and break off a relationship, I think it's one of the hardest thing, things a young person has to do. Because I'm letting go of something that's known. Now, it might be a little unpleasant and not perfect, and my friends are telling me to break up, but, but, but at least I know it. It's, it's a known misery versus an unknown misery. I think it, it takes courage, it takes faith to know that God knows where I'm at, that God is good, and he has a plan for what's best for me. And so to be willing to let go and to just say, all right, God, you've you got to take me from here because I can't make it happen. I can't make my future happen. And God's like, yeah, but now you're ready. Now you're open. Now you're ready for me to help you. That's faith. That's, that's pressing and leaning into God, even when it's difficult. But but I haven't said this part yet. It doesn't mean we have to like it. You know, he, he sent me a text yesterday. He said, it happened. 
and it's really hard. I was like, yeah, it is. But it's precisely that, that hardness that as we lean into it, instead of pulling eject and taking the easy way, we think it's the easy way, it's not, that precisely leaning into it, we're actually stretching and growing that faith muscle. When we ask God, God, give me more faith, something's going to happen. You know, like somehow, how do we receive more faith? It's a gift received, but it's, it's a virtue grown. It, it, we're stretched, we're pushed further, but we don't have to like it. And so I, I think a powerful prayer could be, this is, this, is, this is an insight, this is the Father Matt prayer to grow in faith, is God, I want to trust you, but what makes it hard to trust you is blank. Like God, I want, I want to trust you that you're gonna send another person into my life for a relationship but this still really hurts. But I thought they were the one. And now that they're not, I feel really disappointed and discouraged. And it makes it really hard to trust you going forward. That's exactly what we do. We, we take that pain, that difficulty, that rock in the way that's keeping us from trusting. And we show it to God and say, God, I want to trust you. But sometimes you're not very pleasant, you know. Um, it's like the old story of St. Teresa of Avila. One day she was riding her horse and she, she uh, fell off into the mud and she looked up and shook her head, her hand, a uh, fist towards heaven and said, God, if this is how you treat your friends, no wonder you have so few of them. <laughs> it's, it's that kind of honesty that actually builds our relationship with God. It's how we, we gain faith. I was talking to at the halftime, I do a lap at the game, and I ran into a parent of a student, um, and his father was saying, Father, it kills me that my son doesn't want to go to Mass. He goes, I, my wife and I, we get up every morning, and we have our prayer time, and it's like the best part of my day. And I want my son to go to Mass, but I, I, can't, I can't make him. And I was like, you, exactly, you can't. And I said, and you need to stop pushing I look at the prodigal son and his father and how the father lets him go. Because the father letting him go doesn't mean he doesn't care. But it means the father has faith in his heavenly father. That God loves his son even more than he does. And that at the same time God is working on his son, God is working on the father. God is saying to the father, do you trust me? Or do you want to try to do it yourself? That's where faith breaks down. When I, I just say, I can't wait. I have to do it. I know God's probably wanting me to do it this way, but I'm just going to grab it and take control. It doesn't work. That's an invitation for a lot of parents, I think, to, to let go. It doesn't mean we don't care, but we're actually entrusting our children to God who loves them even more. And by doing that, the parents' faith is stretched. That's why the, the story of St. Monica and St. Augustine is so powerful. That she prayed for 17 years for the conversion of her son. And she prayed for 30 years for the conversion of her husband. That's 17 years. That's 30 years of no fruit. That's 30 years of showing up every day to practice, to church, to prayer. 
and saying, God, I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to be worth it. That God is good. And he, if he's, whatever he's doing is the best for us. I want to close with a, a prayer. This is called a, it's part of what's the litany of trust. Trust is, maybe you've heard the trust prayer too. Jesus, I trust in you. That doesn't mean we have to believe it 100%. That the, the, saying the prayer itself is actually helping us to grow. Jesus, I trust in you. Help me. I'm trying. You know, maybe I'm at 40% today. Maybe I'm at 70%. Jesus, I'm trying. Help me to trust. But this thing's called the litany of trust. If you want, you can Google it or whatever and uh, download it. But here's a couple lines from it. From anxiety about the future, deliver me, Jesus. From discouragement, deliver me, Jesus. That not knowing what tomorrow brings is an invitation to lean on you. Jesus, I trust in you. That your plan is better than anything else. Jesus, I trust in you. That you will teach me to trust you. Jesus, I trust in you. That I am your beloved one. Jesus, I trust in you. Because at the same time that you and I are pressing forward in faith, it is actually Jesus who presses into us with his love. Giving himself to us, encouraging us, and guiding us. Allowing circumstances to come in a certain way that, that is inviting me to move forward in faith. But it's him who actually presses in and never gives up, like that father praying every day for his son. How much more so God loving us every day, right where we're at, never tiring, never discouraged, never disappointed, but a heart full of love, leading us to that place that is best for us. And we, by his grace, by his strength, with a lot of his patience, press on in faith.